0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Markets Today podcast. It is Friday the 29th. A slight change today being my last day. Chris Conway here. I will be hosting, taking over from Ben. Thanks for letting me do that. And we'll start, as we always do, with the overnight. The rally continued in the US, and Henry is going to tell
1: us all about it. Thanks, Chris. And uh, congratulations on your new role, and we will miss you immensely. Um, So kicking off with the US last night, we had another solid day. The US, although it did start with a bit of a whimper, but ended with a bit of a bang, and it also ended with a bang after hours as well. For the numbers, the scores on the doors, the Dow was up 332 points, so just over one percent. Nasdaq, just over one percent as well, uh, but kicking on after hours in their futures market. The SP 500 up 1.2 percent, once again driven by US results. And we saw a slew of results last night, not least of which were Apple and Amazon, which were both better. Amazon taking off substantially after the market closed. So that is a positive. Our SPY futures were up 70 points overnight. We're up 73 points at the moment. We did start with a bit of a whoosh, but we're just seeing a little bit of tempering of that enthusiasm pre the weekend. Base metals were better. We saw copper up 1%, uh, 1 1.6%, nickel up 0.6%. Gold price was up 1.8%. We are seeing a little bit of money flowing back into gold, which is good. Bitcoin also having a good rally last night, sign of risk on. Plenty of cash out there at the moment. And the US dollar is just uh, coming under a smidge of pressure As are bond yields at the moment, those two-year yields have been falling quite considerably and now only stand around 1% above the official Fed rate. So that is certainly enhancing the bulls. We also saw last night U.S. GDP came in negative 0.9%, which means the U.S. is technically in a recession. Although the best quote I heard this morning was for Rick Santelli from CNBC who said, it's not what you call it, it's how you trade it that is important. Uh, so whether you call it a recession, technical recession, dip, whatever you want to call it, it's not important. It's how you trade it that is important. So I thought that was a, a pretty good quote from Rick. Uh, but apart from that, uh, as I say, base metal stronger, gold stronger, iron ore a smidge higher as well, 1%. And uh, the market looking Okay, this morning. Brilliant summary, as always, Henry. Thank you. And
0: uh, I agree.
2: I love that uh, comment from Rick Santelli. Very important. I just liken that they give themselves a get out of jail free card, that it might technically be a recession, but it's actually not a recession until a certain body says we are in a recession. So no no need to worry. Indeed.
0: Uh, thanks, uh, Ben and Henry. Tom, over to you for a little wrap on what's happened so far this morning in the local session.
3: Thank you, Chris. Well, our market having a good end to the week, up 75 points on track to finish up more than 2.5% for the week. All sectors in positive territory with tech and property stocks outperforming Buy now, pay later names are standing out. Sezzle up 35% on its Q2 update. Bluebet BBT up 16% on its quarterly numbers. And we also have uh, Stockland guiding funds from operations to their top end of their previously advised guidance range. So they're all doing well. Consumer staples and financials underperforming, but still in positive territory. And just signposting some events next week RBA decision on Tuesday is the main event. They also have the statement on monetary policy due on Friday, which is important because it will have updated economic forecasts. The US has jobs numbers on Saturday morning. That's next Saturday. The UK has a monetary policy decision on Thursday. And we also have an OPEC meeting on Wednesday. So a bit going on next week, Chris.
0: A bit on. Thanks, Tom. Now, Leighton, tell me. Are the brokers getting around this rally that we've seen or are they lagging as they always do? What's happening out there?
4: It's a little bit mixed this morning. So they have been pretty positive lately, but this morning there's an update for Kogan that was up 50% yesterday on their results. But the brokers aren't super impressed this morning, despite that response yesterday. UBS says that it's concerned with what the future might have in store for the company. They've retained their sale recommendation. The target price increased slightly to $3.15, which was just based on a higher bottom line estimate. But That still implies a 38% downside. And Credit Suisse, also weighing in with an underperform recommendation, believes that the company faces numerous headwinds going forward and the target price falls to $3.44, which implies a 27% downside. So not the best response there. But another one was Fortescue Metals Group, that's FMG. And again, despite Q4 results, which slightly beat guidance and showed strong future shipment expectations for FY23, most brokers see FMG as fairly valued at the moment. Macquarie has downgraded its recommendation to underperform as earnings forecasts have been reduced by around 5%. And their target price drops to $16, which implies a 4% downside. And other than that, all of the other broker recommendations out this morning, uh, like neutral hold around that. And the target prices range from 4 to 9% below the current market price. So not the best response this morning from the brokers. It's all good, Leighton. Thank you. Beautiful summary as
0: always. Uh, We do have some ideas today. One from Ben, one from Tom. We'll kick it off with
2: Ben. Thank you, Chris. I've just got a quick little idea in there this morning to finish the week called A Short Bounce, looking at the most shorted stocks in the market and how they've gone over the last few weeks. We know that is a place that tends to get pretty hot when the market goes risk on. Of the top five stocks that are most shorted outside of Flight Center, which is the most shorted stock in the market with 15.6% short. We've had some pretty substantial moves in the other four. Betmakers, which is almost 12% short, is up 68% from the bottom in just over a month. Nanasonics, 12% shorted, also up 62% from the bottom. Uh, Block, which is formerly Square, which is formerly Afterpay, uh, 11.5% shorted, up 29% from the bottom. And Lake Resources, which had that JCAP short attack and uh, 10% shorted, up 27% from the bottom. So just a little. Poor old
0: JCAP, huh? I
2: bet yeah. no
4: violin anywhere is playing for those people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so not much outside of the observations there, but interesting nonetheless. Just to add to that one as well. So Kogan that was up fifty percent yesterday, they have eight point two percent shorted yesterday. I saw in the most shorted stocks. So they're yeah, a lot less <laughs> yeah. less now, that, that's for sure. <laughs> Very good. Some nice
0: uh observations there, Ben. Tom, what have you got in terms of an idea today?
3: I am looking at one of the Marcus today. Favourites Macquarie, MQG, AGM yesterday just reaffirmed its position as a high quality business. All operating segments delivered an increased profit on the quarter, which was a far better result than its US peers. And you could have said that uh, the poor uh, earnings or lack of earnings in the US uh, offered a bit of a low bar for Macquarie, which they did beat. Guidance was conservative as usual net profit expected to be down between 11 and 13% next year. Brokers still like it. It's got growing exposure to the mortgage market, which they were able to increase their loan, uh, new loans by 8%, which was similar to the prior quarter. So gaining exposure there. And I'm sure the big four banks will be a bit nervous heading into next year when a lot of uh, mortgages expire. So that competition is going to be very fierce and the technical picture is improving as well. So, one to look out for. It's
0: lovely, Tom. You can't go wrong recommending Macquarie at Marcus State. That's so a very safe, favorite but... stock for quite some time <laughs> now. So, very nice. Uh,
3: over to you, Henry,
1: for what's happening in Henry's stake. What have you got for us? Uh, thanks, Chris. Well, lots today, lots of ideas as well. Um, following on from uh, Ben talking about those heavily shorted stocks. I mean, we've talked Zip uh, when they're under 50 cents as one to have. Uh, they're now uh, all over the place, I have to say today, and Sezzle all over the place as well, Tom. When you were updating uh, us on the podcast that they were up 35%, they're now only up 7.8%. Zip oh, yeah. has actually turned negative. They're now down 16%. So volatility to the max at the moment, volatility Means that there are opportunities as well for traders and those that are looking at some um, things in a little more active way. But I did add some stocks yesterday: Dickadada, Tech, Coden, and I sold out of uh, that really nice little trade in Prospect Resources, uh, which worked out pretty well. There was a massive capital return there. Also, good to see the gold price moving. I added some gold stocks to the portfolio a few days ago, and was talking gold on Ozbiz with Ben Clark on Wednesday. So there's a link in there for my. Gold Rant on Wednesday. The other stock yesterday that I was considering uh, putting in was Tyro, which at one stage this morning, or was up yesterday, was up 18%. At one stage this morning, it hit 91 cents. It's back to 81 cents. So the short squeeze may be starting to uh, be backing off a little bit. I did get the sense that it may have been a stock lender that had lent stock out so people can short that recalled all the stocks because the shopping list of those shorts was extraordinary and they were all heavily shorted stock and all doing very well. As far as new ideas go though today, plenty around. Uh, looking at CIA, Champion Iron as a speculative buy on the iron ore price. One of the, the um, triggers for me was China opening the, their airport, Beijing, for international aviation again. So it does show intent. And there was a piece out from Macquarie as well on CIA after I'd written it um, on uh, their uh, latest update. And EML Payments is another one on that shopping list. Heavily shorted, got lots of problems, but um, looking interesting, as is Parenti, as there are some moves in the mining Services space, and we saw Maca being taken out by Thies recently at a dollar and two and a half. They had a big rise on the back of that. So Parenti are up 3% today, not because of me, I'm sure, but just because other people looking at it too. And just don't forget today at 12.30, I am running through one of the biggest signs at the bottom in the market that I did at ASA, presentation on the brave new world of how to deal with inflation, interest rates, et cetera, and what will work going forward. But I've got about 200 people signed up for that. So I'll be running through that presentation live taking some questions and it will be available for recording. But uh, here we are nearly hitting 7,000 this morning. Uh, It's got a little bit more juice in the tank, I suspect, as results season continues in the US. And don't forget, you know, we've had results season here already for an awful lot of companies, quarterly reports, especially in that second tier space, very much dominating. So you don't have to wait till August. You can try and avoid the landmines today.
0: Thank you, Henry. Now, Henry, you're probably too modest to say it. So I will say it for you, but you have absolutely nailed the call off the bottom and not only calling, uh, you know, to put some risk back to work, but identifying actual trades for our members to take advantage of. So you've killed it. Uh, Well done. Um, Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Uh, All right, Ben, you're going to be Marcus today in Marcus's absence, just giving a little rundown of his strategy. What is the big fella talking about in
2: his section? I certainly am. Thank you, Chris. Marcus has a lot going on in his strategy section today. So I'll briefly cap over what is happening. He's having a look at the signs of the bottom, first and foremost, a few that are beginning to flash amongst those. And these are just the headlines. He's got charts and explanations in his strategy piece. A very big night on Wall Street a sharp peak in the VIX volatility index, bond yields decisively bond yields decisively peaking, a bottoming in commodity prices and the Aussie dollar, a peak in the US dollar, a gap opening up between long-term and short-term bond yields, being the 10 and the two-year, and defensive and safe haven asset classes dragging their heels. So on the back of that, he's also putting a toe in the water, buying a couple of ETFs, HNDQ and ATEC, which are the hedged NASDAQ ETF, and the Alltech ETF. Still yet to go all in. Outside of that, he's also listed a few of the obvious ETFs to use for some plain vanilla exposures and published his results season survival guide. Lots of good stuff in there for everyone. Make sure you check that out.
0: Thank you, Ben. Yeah, Marcus passed the message to us. There was a cracker today, his strategy session. So everyone, make sure that you Uh, read it. Now, before we get to the question of the day, I just wanted to very uh, quickly once again say thank you uh, to everyone for my time here at Marcus Today. This is both, of course, the Marcus Today team, and um, there's been uh, some incredible comments uh, and some nice things said about me in the Facebook discussion group as well. So I want to particularly thank uh, everyone who's contributed to that. It means the world to me. It actually really does. Um, it's very important uh, and I'll carry it with me. So thank you. Uh, and in a final moment of uh, talking about me, the question of the day is, what is your fondest memory of B team? No pressure. <laughs> Start with you, Tom.
3: Well, wow. Chris, you started in 2018. And I remember the first day you came in, and you are a bit of an imposing fellow and being a, the young, uh, I guess, ex, and lacking experience in, in the work in the professional workplace, I was nervous to know what you're going to be like to work with. And I must say you have been a fantastic mentor to me in life. And, and I see you will, I, I hope you will continue to be a mentor for me uh, in later years. So it's been fantastic having you by my side for four years.
2: Thank you, mate. I appreciate that very much. Ben. What's your fondest memory of Ben? Uh, I will, I'd repeat Tom's sentiments there. I don't want to make you tear up though. Uh, so I,
0: I, I might grow during this just so you know, so anyway. Uh,
2: no, I've really enjoyed the last 12 months or so, 18 months, probably even stretching out to uh, where we've worked on the SMAs together. Been a lot of uh, hard work and learnings in that, but been a very uh, rewarding and fun experience and it was great to do it alongside you, Chris.
4: Thank you, Ben. Appreciate that, Layton not a whole lot more that i can add to what's already been said but i think it's a little bit different for me because i came into the setting after it was pretty well set in stone and just how welcoming you were to me when i started here and how much you've just included me in everything and made it very easy for me to transition into a new job and it's been it's been a really great experience so thank you
1: thank you mate appreciate it henry um, my, uh, I guess my experience has been uh, always positive, but more importantly, I suspect it has been the, um, the haircut, which has most stayed with me over the years. It has always been a good guide to what is in fashion and what I should be aspiring to in terms of my hairstyling.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Henry. I actually would uh, say that I've followed you at times yeah, as Henry, well. I, I reckon I, you've got the best Yeah, hair. I reckon you've got the best hair in um,
1: no, I, I, I the team. I go for the scruffy look. And they say that dogs look like their owners. And I had a bearded collie uh, before he died. And uh, he was scruffy. And I've always gone for the scruffy look. So I don't think I'm any, um, any example in the hair stakes. I think you certainly led the pack in the fashion stakes for hairstyles, Chris.
0: Fantastic, Henry. Thank you. On that lighter note, we'll wrap it up. Um, once again, appreciate the time here at Marcus Day, and uh, good luck to everyone. Uh, and rest assured, you are in the hands of a team that come in every day, work incredibly hard and try and make as much money for you as they possibly can. So um, please continue to support the Marcus Today team. All right, that wraps it up. Have a great weekend and uh, talk to you in the future.